This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, some tips and tricks on how to have the best 2023 possible. Maybe even every day, every relationship. From a guy who gave Oprah advice more than once, actually. Michael Lossier, author of The Law of Attraction, tells us how to create positivity and how to avoid negativity this year how to flag it in your life. Travel expert Claire Newell helps us navigate the chaos of international travel. Claire gets us info on why thousands of flights were grounded in the U.S. this week and gives us some suggestions for some great destinations to hit come the spring and the fall and so much more. Unrelated to the conversation with Claire Newell, are you okay with cruise ships? And what about porches? Not porches, by the way. Porches like balconies and decks. It's all on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. Sometimes in life you are given the luck maybe, maybe it's a blessing. You can choose the frame that you want. You get to run into people that you just really look forward to seeing next time. For me, one of those people is Michael Lossier, author, Law of Attraction. All around awesome dude, I would say. And um, and he's here with us back after um, spending the last year building new things, doing more writing, re-releasing Law of Attraction. That all happened too, didn't it, Michael? Well, it's just, I just signed it off like last week. Oh, really? Hey, that must feel good to sort of be done with it. Let that go. Yeah, it, well, it took a long time, you know. Yeah. Uh, hello, Shane, and thanks for having me back here today. <laughs> you know, my book is going to be 20 years old. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, I wrote about law of attraction when I was the only book with the word law of attraction in the title. And I live in Victoria. I live on an island. I call it Gilligan's Island. And uh, I self-published that book with my own money so I could get speaking opportunities because mm -hmm. I met a speaker and said, he said, hey, dude, if you had a book, you could speak anywhere. Well, that's yeah. all I needed to hear because that's my passion. So I put together my book and it's 20 years old. I sold it to a publisher three years after The Secret came out because I couldn't resist it. To be honest with you, I was selling so many books. I was in the book business, like literally ordering 100,000 books yeah. and shipping and taxes wow. and duties. And I thought, oh, I just want to be a speaker. Yeah, and no, so you a... never wanted the, the book wasn't the destination for you. No, it was just to be a speaker and a trainer. So I spent 20 years speaking and training from, you know, my book Law of Attraction. So, uh, and then... In the last, you can imagine in the last 10 years, I've come up with a lot of new analogies and anecdotes and stuff that I didn't, I didn't update my book in 20 years. Right. So, uh, you know, I have a blog and I write lots of articles. There's one that I do on the faucet, like, you know, the old style, you turn the handle and the water coming out. I use that to describe allowing and people really love it in the seminar. So my agent called me and say, hey, listen, the pupper's thinking about um, they want to they want to re-release the book again for the 20th year anniversary, and do you want to make any changes to it? I thought, no, not really. And she, she wrote back and she said, if you had changes to it, yeah, we could resubmit the book to 37 countries because my book's in 37 languages. She said, not only will the New York English version want to have the new material, she said we can resubmit it. You know what I said to her? When's it due? Yeah, give me the date. It. So they gave me like three months to say, can you come up with some new topics? And meanwhile, I've got all these blog entries. One of them was, and it wasn't even relevant when I wrote the book, but one of them is how social media is affecting your vibes, hmm. right? Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah, people need to know about that. Another really important was is how to host a five-session law of attraction meeting with your team. Because wow. a lot of a lot of direct sales and sales team people, they buy my book and they they walk through it. So I put a little program: do this in class one, do this in class two. Uh, another one is uh, more about allowing because it's a big part of the book. Make a long story short. No, it's not even a long story. It's longer than it has to be. So I had I took these five blogs and then I made them look like my chapters. And and my style of writing is that I. I'm like the dummy series. You know how the dummy series, they're not, they don't kid yourself. They're smarties that wrote that book. Yeah, I relate to the dummy yeah, series the, like you're talking about. Right. <laughs> so my book is written like that. In other words, it satisfies all the learning styles. 
The visual person likes it. The auditory person likes it. The kinesthetic, the thinker. So when I added these new chapters, they all had to have a diagram or a picture. The one with the faucet, if you can picture the faucet in the handle. And then I have another one of um, somebody in a Zoom call teaching law. So all of my new chapters had to have a picture. They had to have a worksheet, right? Because that's the style. Uh, so anyway, that went back and forth. And uh, my publisher has been want, asking me for years, do I want to make any changes? And the only thing I ever changed was my photo because uh, I had a mustache back then. And I just changed the photo for this for the third time. It's 20 years old. It needed an updated photo. Yeah. But they're re-releasing it, like just from scratch. They're going to re-release so it, make a big deal. They redid all, you know, because when they bought the book, the agreement was they would make zero changes because they wanted to talk about the secret in my book. But my book came out three and a half years before the secret. So now, so uh, yeah, it looks good. good. All new graphics, Exciting. well, the same graphics, different artists, new font, new, new, the same cover, but you, you know, and a little circle that says this is new. So I'm pretty excited. I built this a whole is, um... career. This is, well, this is so this is the cool part about it is that that was the I don't want to call it an accident, but because you created it, but the, the at the same time, the the longevity of it, all of that, I mean, and the access point it gave you to your speaking is so yeah. good. And since then, I mean, 20 years ago, we didn't have Google, maybe you could say you could Yahoo it. But I know that, you know, when you talk about vibes and manifestation and, and the law of attraction that you attract, like the the the, the vibes only know the vibes you put out. You often will say, you know, Google only knows what you tell Google. I mean, yeah. all algorithms aside, even though it's trying to anticipate what you're saying, it still truly only knows what you tell it. That's and right. um, and 20 years ago, you didn't even have that. Is it possible that maybe we understand this a little bit better today because we have access yes, to Yes, and you're that? welcome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I've done with my whole career? I'm a max. I'm a maximizer, which means I maximize complicated information and make it easier. So with law of attraction, there's right now there's probably a thousand books on law of attraction. I'm the how-to guy, and a lot of books model their book after my book. My second book, Law of Connection, uh, it, it it narrows down a part of NLP. NLP is a massive field. My book focuses on just four things the four communication styles, and I made it easy. And then my third book's called Your Life's Purpose. Well, I have a process that helps people understand and do that easier. So I'll take credit for making that easier. But, Absolutely. but there's, you know, law of attraction, you know, you can teach it. You can talk about apples and oranges and do the what I do. There's thousands of teachers, but the summary is always the same. And it summarizes into these five words. I get what I vibrate. I get what I vibrate. And vibrate is just a longer word for the word vibe. So if I'm sending out a positive vibe about clients and relationships and money, I'll get more of that. And if I'm sending out the vibe, you know, our business friends know that, you know, they've had a cancel, a, a client canceled and they talked about it and gave it attention. Then another can say, what's going on? It's the second cancellation today. You get what you vibrate. I didn't create the rule. I'm just following it. So because I get what I vibrate, what if I was deliberate about what I gave attention to? What if I was deliberate on the way to that sales meeting or on the way to that job interview? You know that the interview doesn't start at the interview. It started in the car on the way there. And we are planting the seed. Oh, I hope I don't fail. Listen to all the don'ts. I hope I don't fail. I hope they don't rush me. I hope I don't get worried. I hope I don't fumble and stumble. You are not you. The person saying that they are vibrationally planting that seed. So when they get to the meeting and all those things happen, they say, this is exactly what I said I didn't want to have happened. And if law of attraction had a voice would say, this is exactly what you gave your attention to. You, the course starts when you sign up, not when you show up. That's it's right. such an, it's such a great thing, right? Like when you, the, uh, it's like taking a new job. You, you actually start the job in everything that you're doing in your life before your first day, you've signed the contract, you got the deal. And then what if you could rewind that and help me if I've get this wrong, but if you could remind that to, it's easy to say, okay, congratulations. You're the new manager. You start February 1st, 
okay, so then you're going to start thinking, what am I going to do? I'm going to create this, I'm going to create this. What if you could rewind that back to the application process and start it way back there? You rewind it back to your education, yeah. right? And you're rewinding that that kind of thinking. Is that what you're saying? Like you're, you're able to get into that, that pre-roll well, mindset earlier and you're creating it as you go. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that, but in my words, the job that you attracted matched the vibe that you were sending. So whatever, whatever you said, oh my God, I got this job where I have to work nights. Well, there was probably a time where you said, I don't want to work nights. The last thing I want to do is work nights. And law of attraction is eavesdropping when you're talking about your job and it's all you're doing is giving attention to do you want to, don't want to work nights. Well, you know, um, I was on a, a clubhouse. I do clubhouse events and clubhouse is an audio app. And I had like 200 people listening in and I was teaching about the power of the word don't not and know because when we use it's not the power the power and how it's we're losing our power with it whenever i use the word don't not and know i just gave something attention so when i say i don't want this interview to be a disaster well that's what i gave attention to i don't want my clients to cancel i don't want this date to be a disaster so i want you were saying it earlier now go to google and so there was a lot of people listening. I said, go to Google and type in no pink elephants. Now, if Google was super smart, it would show you what? Blue ones, red ones, polka right. dotted ones. But Google is smart. It would show smart. you like a, a purple snake. That's right. But Google isn't smart. It's obedient. So when I say no pink elephants, Google strips of the way the words don't, not, and no. And it brings you pink elephants. And there was people during the call there was one one woman's on. There was nine million documents and views and hits and gifts and all that stuff on pink elephants and not one blue one. But she said, everybody typed in. You can do it listening when you get home. No pink elephants. So Google isn't smart. It's obedient. So think of law of attraction, which is deliver stuff. Think that law of attraction matches the words that you're giving. You don't want a failure. You don't want a client to cancel. Whenever you catch yourself talking about what you don't want, the question to reset the day, the world, your words, your mood is, so what do I want? So what do I? Oh, I don't want my clients to cancel. A little, your, the voice is my, my voice in your head. This is, so what do you want? How about this one? Don't hesitate to contact me. Right, double negative. Oh. And, and did anybody type that? So what do you want? Contact me within a couple of days. This is one of my favorite ones. This is not a scam. Oh, anybody here scamming that? You know, yeah, right. you won't be disappointed. There's a commercial on TV that says no salesperson will call. And I thought, oh, you know what? That sounds a little fishy to me. So whenever you say don't, not a no, you just brought attention. And of course, the reset sentence is, so what do I want? And when this is the reset we're talking about. When the words change, the vibration changes. When I'm talking about what I do want, I can't be talking about what I don't want. I can only have one thought at a time. And that one thought at a time is causing me to send one vibration at a time. And you're always that choice. If you catch yourself having a negative thought, they can, okay, guess what? Law of attraction is eavesdropping. Or you can reset it by saying, so what do I want? And now you send a new vibe. And law of attraction doesn't remember what the vibe was five minutes ago because it's not very smart. It's obediently matching the current vibe. So one thing, Michael Lossier, author of The Law of Attraction, um, that I think that we don't place a lot of gratitude with, and this is what I, because you have infected my brain. You live rent-free in my You're head. Welcome. You're welcome. And, <laughs> thank you. And uh, so I, if I could have a wrist brand that says, what would Michael do? Um, that would be awesome. And uh, in moments like that, I now ask myself, since I've met you, what do I want? Okay, what do you want? And one of the things that I was most recently present to is I had, uh, I was trying to come out to Victoria and you were on my list. I was going to go Victoria, Vancouver, and I was going to do a bunch of things. I was hoping we could connect. I was trying to force like a square peg into a round hole and it wasn't working. And then I started to, I got declined by this friend and declined by that friend. And I was trying to shape my trip around all of these other variables, hinge points, if you will. Yep. And what I did was I finally got to with all the rejections that were coming back for I'm busy that day. What about this day? I'm busy that day. What about this day? And I stopped and I said, well, what do I want? You know what? I just want to be by the water. 
What does that look like? And then I started to, in my mind, you know, I think look at it differently. And what happened was I attracted a completely different trip on the other side of the country. And that's what came from it. What I was grateful for is I found gratitude in the rejection. And I thought of you with vibration. I thought, okay, what if the law of attraction says I'm going to get and bring in what I need and what is going to serve me? Then there is an element of gratitude from the people that weren't on the same same vibration that to use your language that weren't feeling it and it wasn't working for them and they weren't going to do it. So I actually felt quite grateful. Normally we say, uh, man, things aren't working out for me. Gar, gar, complain. Yeah. I actually stopped and went, Hey, you know what? These people are reminding me that's not even what I'm asking for. That's right. Well, the rejection is just feedback. The rejection is just feedback that you're not in alignment to what you want. Right. Yeah. So, so it was like evident. Yeah, that's evidence. And it's like Google would say, you're typing and people said, you know what, I heard Shane talking about, he was an author, his name was Michael Law, I think he said Victoria, I'm going to look him up. So they go to Google, they type in Michael Law Victoria, guess what, there's three Victorias in the world. And there's a lot of lawyers in each city named Michael. So now Google says, do you mean Michael in Texas, Victoria, Texas? And they say, no, but we don't get ticked off at Google because of that. It's just feedback. And we say, okay, so here's what you did. You birth clarity. When we're get when we're getting something we don't like, we can birth clarity from the brief observation of and thinking, no, that's not. I think it's Victoria BC. Oh, that'll narrow it down. But now you're getting all the Michaels that are lawyers, right? I think he said he was interviewed by Oprah four times. I didn't, but I just did now. So now you type in Michael Law of Attract Law. Victoria, Oprah, I bet you I'm right there. Mm -hmm. So everything before that was just feedback that it wasn't the right alignment. So, and what you did is, um, it's not what happened to you, it's how you respond. Because we all attract things that aren't in alignment because, you know, it's like testing something, tasting something. Is that too spicy? You don't know until you try and say, you know what, from now on, I'm going to get the mild one. See, we have, see how we had to use the contrast to get clarity? Love it. I used to have shoes as my example. You know, when you go to a shoe store, you're never offended if the shoe doesn't fit quite right. You just always, you take it off, you put it back, you try a different size. Yeah. And yet somehow we're offended. I had a question for you about vibration and, and the don't not know of the world. I was looking for some lyrics on songs yeah. and uh, I had a whole different idea planned here for this. But then last night I was looking at Guess Who, the band Guess Who lyrics. I was trying to find, um, for our Good News Tuesday, I was trying to find... Uh, a song that lyrically um, worked. And I found that so many artists through the course of looking at songs, some of them are very positive, I would say attractive in what they write, and some of them create the negative, the boundary. And one of the lyrics of No Time by the Guess Who has some fantastic lines in it. On my way to better things, right? I found myself, so on and so forth. Seasons change and so did I. And then at the same time, they say, no time for this, don't do that, whatever, whatever. When we're listening to language, we're using these words, do you find that you stay away from negative lyrics in songs and music around you that could also create some of that negative habit? Well, funny thing for music, for me, sometimes I don't really hear the lyrics. You know, auditory people know every word and can repeat it, but my style just kind of hears it and don't really blend. But here's the important thing, everybody should hear this. Law of Attraction doesn't know if you're listening to lyrics, if you're watching it on TV, if you're typing it, reading it, writing it, having the conversation. It's responding to how you feel about that. So if you're listening to music and say, oh, this rapper is really ticked off or this country singer's boy, she's crying the blues. And it's like if you're just hearing it, it's different than getting deeply involved in having the emotion. And the good news is it's going to change in the next song. But if you were listening to that song over, you know, we've done that, you know, remember when we were kids listening to the song all over, well, now that's the song in your head. And now you're having, you're giving it a little bit too much attention. All of that to say, it's okay to observe or hear something that you don't like, as long as you do it briefly. Right. It's like, oh, this song says I hate myself and I'm hearing it. Well, then, then change the song or wait till it's over. Like it, little brief bouts of it are okay. Having a brief negative vibe isn't enough for law of attraction to grab onto it. Same with having a brief positive vibe. That's why the balance of our vibration should be more positive. So when law of attraction is eavesdropping, the balance of our vibration is positive. It's good.
I mean, it's a good reminder. I guess you could probably apply that to people, coworkers, people you spend time with. If you are, you go hang out with Steve. Sorry if you're a Steve. Um, but if you go hang out with Steve and you're finding yourself getting either sucked into the negativity, the negative thinking, or it's really affecting you hearing it, it might be time to reevaluate. Is that fair? Well, it's very fair. I remember, I've got a quick story. Um, so I was at a dinner party once and, you know, I'm, I work out of my home. Most of my friends have job jobs. So I'm at this dinner party and some, um, someone's introduced me to this guy that moved to Victoria and he didn't have a car and, and I had a car and he mentioned Costco and I don't have a Costco card. And I thought, you know what? Perfect opportunity. Hey, do you want me to take you to Costco next week? And uh, I'd like to buy a couple of things too. So I never met him before outside of the party. So I went to his place to pick him up. He got in my car and he sat there and said, oh my God, what a horrible day I'm having. He said, my friend's best friend. And all of a sudden, I hardly know him. Now he's complaining about his friend's best friend. And I said, I said, you've got to stop right now. He said, no, no, I'm not done. I said, yeah, you're done. So meanwhile, we're on the highway by now. And I'm thinking, he's going to make us turn this car around. But I don't. I want to get my ass to, to Costco, right? I got to always stop that. But it, it's a boundary, and boundaries take courage mm -hmm. to, to set them, and it takes courage them to implement them. I said, he said, no. He goes, I said, first, I don't, I hardly know you, and I really don't really care about your friends that had a negative experience. I said, let's just reset. I said, no, you can't have a negative conversation in my car, period. And that's me getting really angry. Mm -hmm. And now we're quiet, and I'm waiting for him to say, turn this car around. <laughs> So it was really quiet and you know costco's far away so it's a lot of dead silence and, and we get out of the car and we shut the door and i taught him how to treat me and he right. never was ever negative again and on the walk in he said he said okay what do you like to get Did you ever try this and it was like we didn't bury it i said what i needed to say i took the risk it's always risky to say your boundaries but that's how you protect your vibration you don't engage in it and you set the boundaries and Will he find someone else to complain to? You bet he will. Mm -hmm. But he'll never complain to me again. Yeah, and what a great response that comes from it too, which is fantastic. And it's not like you don't care. In fact, I would. It's probably safe to say you probably are helping yeah. them more as opposed to being the. Uh, if I the, if I didn't care, I'd let them go on and on and on and right. on. Right, and you're as opposed to being the sadness drunk de uh, drug dealer. Um, yeah. You're actually saying, "Hey, tell you what, let's let's look at this differently." Um, this is beautiful. Uh, congratulations on the new book, Michael Lossier. It is um, a Law of Attraction. Uh, you're going to see the purpley. Uh, cover which i'll post the link to all the yeah. books up at shiftheads.ca so everyone can get to it your life's purpose is also really great too like that and um pretty fantastic and when uh the uh the trip works out i am taking you up on that um very positive response that you have always given me which is says let's plan something and i look forward to getting together sometime mm -hmm. soon so i'm the gonna hold you to all that. that the beauty it, of all that is that i get to make all the decisions where yeah. it's at mm -hmm. how long it'll be yeah I'll decide. We'll go to Costco together. That'll be fun. Yes. Okay, Shane, that was a great meeting. And a shout out to everybody. And uh, you can uh, reset your vibes by changing what you're giving attention to. This is The Shift Podcast. Some conversations change before they happen. This is one of them. I'm Shane Hewitt. Thank you for being here. Claire Newell is uh, TravelBestBets.com, an all-around travel awesomeness person. Um, now, Claire, we had originally planned on bringing you on to talk about baggage and can't, flight cancellations, and then we had thought, well, let's bring Claire on to find out where we can go in the world on a vacation and not get shot at when we're in an airplane, and then now there is a whole new day of things that have happened, really terrible three weeks of in travel here. Um, how are you doing? Are you okay? You know what? Yeah, you know, it was pretty rude awakening. I have to admit this morning, getting up at five o'clock, ready to wash my hair. And uh, so I didn't have to for TV segments that are regular spots for me tomorrow morning. But uh, after, you know, nasty weather over the holidays with delays and cancellations and all the missed bags, some of which are still not with their rightful owners, and then the unrest in Brazil and Peru and the Sinaloa region of mm -hmm. Mexico. And now this, I have to say, Shane, this is a rough start for the 2023, for at least for the travel industry. Mm -hmm. And it's tough. And some of it is self-inflicted. Some of it is not. And um, yeah. and and how do we, we, we should probably separate some of those things and maybe pre-roll uh, the quick hits leading up to what's going on today because 
uh, there there was aviation outages again in technology, which almost lets us lead into some of the technology conversations that have been about many industries, not only aviation. So uh, bags and travel and all those things, the Sunwing incident, um, the folks from Regina and all of that starting to settle out, but I, the ripple effect's going to last for a long time, I think, on that one. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, should we start with today with what happened with this ground yeah. stop? Uh, okay, so first of all, it's the first time I've ever heard of this type of system going down. Um, it's called NOTAM. That's what we call it in the industry. So notice to air emissions. Basically, it sends alerts to pilots to let them know yep. of the conditions that could affect their safety it's, of their it's flights. It's everything right? from, so by the way, really they're doing critical. construction on the airport and there's a new crane on a hotel to airport functions. NOTAMs are everything that a pilot needs to know. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a, a system that, like I say, it's never gone down. And what they did was put a ground stop on. And Shane, you uh, know the industry as well. I have not heard of a ground stop, like grounding of aircraft since 9-11. So it's extremely rare. You know, when the system goes down, we have reported many times on, you know, an airline having trouble with a system and people not being able to, to check in and all of that. And it, it causes a uh, uh, mayhem for one airline. This was all airlines in the United States. Um, when I first looked really early in the morning, because this is when it was happening, I'm based in BC, so it was Pacific Standard Time. Um, so this this was just affecting hundreds of flights. But the the ripple domino effect that's been felt through the day got to thousands. I mean, the, a report from 2 p.m. Eastern Time said it was at over 8,000 flights had been delayed, over 1,200 flights canceled within, into, and from the U.S. So this is, I feel for the airlines as well, because this is going to cost them millions. And here in Canada, when I looked in the morning, uh, I saw virtually unaffected, really, the, the airports across the country. But as the day went on, more and more arrivals and departures to and from the U.S., started to, to show delays so the ripple effect was felt here in canada as well and i mean we can talk about confidence all we want but we uh the reality is is that we want to be able to know that we can get to where we're going and not have a bunch of surprises that get us there uh, or when we get there right. and we we've it also speaks to how great things were pre-pandemic because we've seen you know supply chain shortages on stuff we want to buy and yet here we are in aviation going oh like this is how well oiled that machine was before it all fell apart you know and and that's not to say that, that system issues didn't happen but they certainly didn't this an op, like a, a system of this magnitude that puts every airline and grounds them in the US, even if it was only for a couple of hours, should never really happen. And it just begs the question, you know, what are the root causes of this problem? Is it an old software situation? Do things need to be upgraded? Um, but you can bet those are going to be questions that are, you know, going, they're going to, they need the answers yeah. well, for. And for I don't sure. want to uh, put on any tinfoil hats here and assume things that shouldn't be assumed, but we've heard many things about hacking incidents, about pipelines getting hacked and hospitals, the threat of uh, hospital info getting held for ransom and all of those things. And if this is the kind of power grids going down, if this is the kind of thing that can happen, makes you really reevaluate all of the conversations that say we really need to protect the essentials and and here we are trying to go okay so claire newells with travel best bets uh positivity about travel claire let's uh get into some of it more people are traveling <laughs> than they have in a very very long time and with the exception of the sinaloa cartel most of it's going well yeah, it, it it has been. I feel kind of like the world is shrinking as far as safety. So it's always really important. And what this has been a reminder of with this unrest in certain parts of the world is to really look at where you're going and do research on it. And Canadian governments made it, it it's so easy for us as Canadians. They want us to travel safely. So um, you and I, you've heard me mention this website over and over like a broken record. Um, but travel.gc.ca has really come into its own. It's just a reminder to go there before you hand over your credit card and pay for some sort of travel. Um, but also a reminder that because things change on a dime, you know, the people who were planning to go to see Machu Picchu weren't expecting when they booked it six months ago that this situation would be affecting them with a warning being issued um, by 
by Canada, you know, Ottawa advising Canadians to avoid non-essential travel to the area and including this, you know, the flagship of Peru's tourism, which is Machu Picchu. So you need to also look at it the days before you're leaving to find out if there is something that's going on. People in the big island of Hawaii wouldn't have expected the volcano to start erupting. Like, luckily it hasn't affected tourists, but who's to say it couldn't change on a dime? So that type of thing is really, really important. It's also a reminder that you should be registering your trip on that very same website. I'm going to say it again, travel.gc.ca. And, and, to register a trip takes literally two or three minutes. You enter your passport information, like your passport number, your first name, last name, the dates you're traveling, and the contact information. And so that the government, if they're sending a rescue flight or need to get information to you, they can. And that's what it's for. So the the other thing in all of this, and this kind of also goes uh, in dealing with the whole weather situation over the holidays, all those delays and cancellations, your airline also needs to be able to get in touch with you. So whether you book with a, a Canadian airline or a tour operator, really important to make sure they've got your up-to-date email address and cell phone number because during the weather over the holidays, they were letting people know that um, what was going on and their options to cancel maybe for a full refund or to be able to change dates or destinations with um, without change fees. All of that information was being emailed and texted to people. So, uh, and again, it came into play with the unrest with that um, spark of violence and cartel violence in the Sinaloa region, which is the area closest to Mazatlan, mm -hmm. Mexico. The suppliers, we had people down there during that situation uh three of our actual agents were down there plus a lot of clients and they were letting me know i was calling and, and texting to find out how they're doing and they were saying that the representatives on the ground and the airlines and the canadian tour operators were all in contact with them and giving them the information that they needed well and what a difference that would make um for everybody who um yeah and then there's people who are in mazatlan who really saw nothing because they weren't anywhere near the airport and they were just doing their vacation right. and, and they're like, I don't see anything that's happening here. No. That's right. And we actually had some people that were booked through our agency that they're snowbirds and they spend months at a time down in that area. And sometimes um, if you know somebody who may be in a destination who are snowbirds and, and may not know what's going on because of the airline, then wouldn't really be in touch with them. Right, or the tour operator, because they're not down for like a package one week vacation and with imminent flights. Um, it's important just to kind of know what's going on in the area around you. I get it. I love to be on my vacation and kind of unplug. Uh, I think it's a really important part of travel, but you also can't be silly about it. And and there are some great apps out there where you can um, put the information and where you're going and they will alert you if there's something that's going on in the area that you need to know about as a traveler. Oh, that's good to go. Uh, good to know. And, you know, we often say in today's world of booking yourself, that's fine if you uh, can go and do that stuff. If you're going to a place for the first time, uh, let the professionals help you out, especially if it's a place that's maybe fractured politically or anything like that. Um, this is the kind of stuff that Claire's talking about, travelbestbets.com. Claire, can we um, set some some positivity here? I know one of the things that's come up a little bit here on the show, and I think it's just some really good marketing by trains, but things like um, cruises have amazing deals post-pandemic because of the nature of the close proximity. We've had a lot of questions about train trips and I think that the train companies are doing a ton of marketing, which is sort of creating that inspiration. And then, of course, there's the go to the beach because we haven't been to the beach in a couple of years. Uh, let's uh, let's look at that. Where's your heart lie? What are what are the good deals? What are the fun things to do? What should we try that we've never tried before? Oh, geez, you know, it, it, everyone's so different, and some people are the beachgoers. And I say to them, hey, maybe try something something new. Whatever type of trip you've ever done, I always think it's fun to do something. Uh, you know, really different. There's a lot of people out there who still uh, haven't traveled since the pandemic. And I feel for those people, I, I, you know, I feel like people who maybe haven't seen friends and family 
they haven't taken that relaxing getaway that they want to do. Some of people are maybe even the ones later in their life. I know my parents are at the stage where they want to see certain things and they want to check things off their bucket list. And I'm kind of in that, in that uh, mentality as well. I want to knock some things off my bucket list. And in fact, I'm in May, I'm going to uh, take my kids. I've seen it, but my kids and my husband haven't seen the pyramids in Egypt and they haven't seen Petra in Jordan. So we're knocking that off our bucket list. So I'm a big believer, um, do things you haven't done. And whether that's planes, trains, or automobiles, uh, cruises there are really there's there's deals to be had i i keep think i just actually told told a good friend of mine about a deal that's leaving mid-october on a nine-night canada and new england cruise so first of all mid-october shane is a wicked time to see the fall mm. colors in canada and new england i love that yeah and i watched a lot of uh, right? like um, i watched beautiful. a lot of new heart when i was young so <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. So this awesome itinerary, and it's in and out of New York City. It's actually um, Cape Liberty, which is in New Jersey, but it, you know you're flying in and out of New York. And I thought a great deal. I mean, the cruise only for nine nights with a fifty dollar onboard credit. You can use for what you want. Five ninety nine oh. plus taxes. Of, I think they're around three hundred and twenty. But that is a steal. That's your meals, your entertainment, your, you know, you get to wake up and all of a sudden you're in a different port seeing parts of New England that would otherwise be literally planes, trains, and automobiles to get to. So I thought that was a really good deal. There are deals to be had um, all over. Unfortunately, I'm not seeing them with respect to air internationally. Like yeah. It's just there. there's the capacity just still isn't there yet domestically. Oh, whole different story and i know we chatted about this before but pre-pandemic we didn't have canada jetlines we didn't have porter going across the country i mean they start to fly to between toronto pearson and vancouver on their new Embraer aircraft starting february 7th like that's just just less than a month so from now too. and um, they have that elevated yeah. economy where you get beer and wine as part of your ticket yeah. which is mo most people don't realize that so if you do like to have a beer or a couple of beers or whatever um you know factor that stuff in and I know. And how about they have Wi-Fi and no middle seat because it's two, two and two. two. No one in between. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but Lynx wasn't around. Um, Flair didn't have as many flights in the marketplace. So along with Swoop and WestJet and Air Canada, it's all these players and there's some really good prices. Uh, so, you know, exploring Canada might be an option for some people, but um, I know that there's been lots of hiccups to the start of the year and, you know, the tail end of 2022 and the, the start of this year, but I hope it doesn't encourage people from traveling. I just think what people have to do is just be really prepared and that it, travel by nature, there's always hiccups along the way. You have to be patient and flexible and kind um, in, in dealing with these types of things and make sure you've got travel insurance, you do your homework and um, just be more prepared than, than you may have otherwise been. Uh, pre-pandemic mm -hmm. wow and it is exciting to go what's your favorite come on your favorite trip uh okay. now trip with so, kids because you, you're a family person but also you love to travel so maybe can you could do one with the fam jam and one just for okay you. fam jam i ha i have two for the fam jam sorry i can't cut it down to, <laughs> to less so when my kids were really little um i grew up being able to go to, to maui i live in in Vancouver. So it was really easy to get to. And I grew up going there and then getting to take my own kids. There's nothing like watching your kids just splash around and it was beautiful. Um, but the best family trip I have ever taken was my extended family to South Africa and um, to see what we saw, but to be with who I love, you know, my, my husband and kids, my parents, my brothers, their wives and families. It was like nothing I had ever experienced. I remember staring at the Southern Cross, which I hadn't been to the Southern Hemisphere at that time. It'd been many times since, um, but seeing it above my parents and looking, you know, right and left with all my family around me, I, it actually brings a lump to my throat still. Um, I was so grateful to be in that moment and hoping that I one day get to do this type of thing again. Getting family together is hard, especially as kids age. So that would be my my absolute winner moment. Um, the other thing is, is that since I last spoke with you, I've been to Antarctica. Oh, wow. And so that was a cool trip. Um, Did you so, kidnap a penguin? Yeah, I, I would have kidnapped a penguin. <laughs> Let me tell you, I learned I could not get enough of them. I saw 
we saw the the biggest um, penguin colony in the world. There was 10,000 penguins in that particular place at that moment. And I could not get enough of them. I love them. Um, really an amazing place. Um, Galapagos and Machu Picchu still kind of at the top of my list, but still nothing beats South Africa. Wow. I love it. <laughs> I guess it was about, I guess it was about who I was with as much as the amazing destination yeah. that it was. Well, that could be, but I'll give you the credit. Yeah. You're the champion who's organizing <laughs> these things. So uh, Claire is here, Claire Newell. You see her on Global in Vancouver all the time. It's travelbestbets.com. To learn more about um, some of these fantastic deals, there's a little insight uh, to go um, for on your trip. Don't hesitate to go. Just make sure you, uh, at this point, I would say subscribe to a professional, uh, do a little bit of reading, mm -hmm. and then ask questions so you know that you're ready. Give yourself a little time to breathe on each side. Fair deal? Fair deal. That's absolutely like on the money, Shane. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you okay with cruise ships? Uh, they're they're a lot of work, aren't they? To put those things together. There, it's ridiculous to me to think, you know, the Titanic, I think of that being just the biggest mm. ship. And then the standard cruise ship is what, like six times the size of it, holding six times the people mm. with theaters and water slides and pools and food. And they're just, they're crazy. And yet I have absolutely zero intention to ever go on one. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is the question is, are you okay with cruise ships? And I have no problem with cruise ships. I think they're quite beautiful. They're amazing. Yeah. Seeing them come into port is fantastic. It's stunning. Yep, that's cool. Um, how they keep them so white. I feel like I would spill mustard on the cruise ship. Um, and, you know, like the, it's a beautiful work of art. Are you okay with going on a cruise or being on cruise ships? Well, that's a heck of a different question. And I'm not quite sure that I would, I, I don't know if it's on my, like maybe a small one with some 10 or 15 bedrooms on some sort of, you know, cozy cruise. Like, I feel like that's my jam. I don't yeah. think I need a giant shopping mall hotel, Vegas style hotel floating in the middle of the ocean. I mean, it would be cool to see three or four places on a trip. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you need for me at least i don't need a giant cruise and i definitely couldn't do like a disney cruise because the thing with going to disney is you can stay off park and then go immerse yourself in all the disneyisms but if you stay on the cruise you are going to be surrounded by that 24 7 by thousands of people that you can't escape from and that is it's just not really up my alley and though although at the same time every person i know that has been on a cruise has enjoyed the experience and has you know kind of you know swears by it mm -hmm. so you know if somebody gave me the opportunity to go on a cruise for pretty cheap i probably wouldn't say no but if i have the choice of spending you know a lot of money on going on a cruise or going to europe or even disney i'm gonna pick the other two before i go on the cruise every time i um yeah it's amazing what it's amazing the people who love cruises, how much they love them. I've got my buddy Dwayne. Yeah. He loves cruises and he travels so much. He gets the emails and the deals and, you know, the VIP treatment stuff and the buy this, get this type scenarios. And he books them like 18, outs in, 18 months out in advance because he loves them. And, oh, yeah, I'm going back on a cruise again in like 20, in October 2024. Like he, he will take the deal. And he loves yeah. it. So I appreciate that. I don't know if it's for me, though. Yeah, me too. It's everything that yeah. you need to live, really. Um, why not, though? That's the big question. I mean, it's got everything. It's got, like, a nightclub. It's got a live theater. It's got the pools, the hot tubs, the water slides. Some of the rooms can be small. I think I would want one with a balcony. I don't think I would want one of those little box rooms in the middle of the ship. That'd be problematic for me. So why not? How about this? It's basically an apartment building. We're going to call it a hotel. Call it an apartment building. You could live on it full time. A report by CNBC highlighted tech worker from Austin Wells who is about to try it out. His new home will be the MV Narrative, a luxury super yacht currently being, being built in Europe. There are several different suites available from internal rooms, 237 square feet. It's a large multi-bedroom suites, 1,500 square feet of space. You can choose to lease a room for up to 24 years or the life of the vessel. 
yours. You can live on it. I mean, you have internet. Hundred square foot. Yeah, that's like is a that's little bigger bit bigger than, than my, my townhouse. Yeah, that's bigger than my apartment. Still beautiful. That's that's a nice house, is what it is. So, what do yeah. you get when you're on board and you're basically leasing a fifteen hundred square foot room for twenty four years? A private kitchen, farmer's market, exercise room, room service, co-working space, a spa, and you also get a doctor. CNBC reported that Wells spent $300,000 U.S. on a 12-year lease for an uh, entry-level studio. All-inclusive living fees around $2,100 per person are on top of any leasing fees, living fees. I don't know how much the $2,100 per person per what, but still... This is a report CNBC did on the idea five years ago before it came to life. This is Lavelle. He's been on over 64 cruises since retiring. We're talking more than 100 days at sea in a given year. The appeal? Retiring at sea is sometimes cheaper than just staying home. I just enjoy it because the people here are nice. I treat them nice. It's like a family out here. Lavelle isn't alone. More people are cruising now than ever before. Roughly 25 million passengers are expected to set sail this year, and half of them are in the 50 to 74 age range. It's also proving to be big business for cruise liners. Crystal Cruises is about to launch residences at sea. Think customizable floating apartments that are as big as 4,000 square feet. Oceana Cruises says it intentionally designs its ships to feel like home. The company just launched two new itineraries specifically targeted at this retiree population. The 74-day Snowbird in Residence will sail to the Caribbean for $240 a day, all-inclusive. Princess Cruises averages $135 a day when you factor in its long-term and senior discounts. Now put those costs against assisted living. It's roughly $229 daily for a private room in a nursing home. Part of what makes it so cost-effective? Cruise lines offer the works. I tested out some of the perks on board the Norwegian Breakaway. We're talking round-the-clock casinos, luxury pools and jacuzzis, 24-hour meal service, laundry, housekeeping, even educational programs can be a part of the deal. Okay, comparing it wow. to assisted living, not crazy. That's so sad. Right? Wow. That's neat. I don't know, though. That's... I don't know, Rye. Oh, look, the... The perks are insane. I mean, the access, what you have access to, the idea of you know your home being tra you know traveling around the world, that's pretty interesting. The food would be good. You know, the the amenities are amazing. But the thing is, though, it's you're still on a cruise ship, and you know there could be a rough day at sea, and it's I don't know. That's it's oh, a little that's a little that's a little off putting to me. But maybe for like a year, but for 12 or 24 years? Ugh. Yeah. Okay, 877-399-9898. Um, um, the only thing I find interesting about cruise ships, Trucker Dan says, is the mind-boggling numbers of buffets they have. I love my food. I do enjoy water uh, as well. So there you go. Maybe uh, Trucker Dan could be uh, uh, Shipper Dan. Um, I don't like cruise ships. They're floating Petri dishes, commenter says. Yep. They're huge polluters, which is true. And they dump raw sewage, both brown and black water, leak oil, and fuel. Well, that one's unfair. We don't know. They do have a history of dumping sewage for sure. Um, brown and black water, uh, maybe. Um, but not all of them do it the same way. So I struggle with throwing that into one um into one box, right? And not all yeah. of them leak oil and fuel. But that's your comment. Just wanted to clean that up. Um, we don't know that. We can't assume that. But the floating Petri dishes and the pollution that comes from the engines, without a doubt. Without a doubt, eh? It's, um, it's valid. And you know what's else is, is the size of the ships? I just, mm. I just looked this up. Uh, right now, one of the largest ships in the world is called the Symphony of the Seas. It is just mm -hmm. less than 80 feet shorter than the Empire State Building. Wow. That's how big these Tip, ships are. Tipped it's over, bigger I than the Eiffel tip, Tower. Yes, tipped if you tipped over, it over. Yeah. Yes. Or the cruise ship was standing up. Oh, oh, oh look at you. Oh, That's pretty funny, actually. I'll give you full on credit for that Thank one. You. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Does that convince you to go? Although, I mean, maybe look at it. Uh, the amenities, what you can do on a cruise ship is valid. And there's, a, I can think of one called 70,000 tons of metal. 
which is a metal festival on a cruise ship. I have several friends who have done this. And, you know, the experience of you watch all these uh, bands play on the ship and then they're also on the ship with you. So you can go meet them and have coffee mm. with them. You know, that, like a theme. that's a theme. Yeah, that's cool. Exactly. That's kind of interesting on a short term thing to try it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I still, I would need to do the demo, see the experience before I would ever consider a long-term stay on one of these ships. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I get that. I'm with you. Right. I, I would give yeah, it a go. Okay. Another text comes in yeah. says casinos, cause that's what seniors on a fixed income needs. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's cool. All right. Um, love it. 877-399-9898. If you'd ever go on a cruise, yes or no, have you? Why should you? Sell it to me. Talk me into it. I'm curious. Are you okay with porches? Porches? I would I'm love I'm more of a fan of a deck, porch. to be honest. Is there a difference? Well, yeah. When someone sends you a picture of their porch, it's not funny. But when someone sends you a deck pic, it is funny. Worst joke I've ever. <laughs> okay, no, very good, very good. Yes, very good. Um, I, I really envy people that have big porches. I've got a decent porch for. Is there okay? Hold on. Is there a difference? Is there a difference? This is going to drive me crazy. Is there a difference? I would say a porch is the front and a deck is the back. Uh, is that what comes a up? Deck. A porch is commonly a covered deck with screen oh. for walls. Okay. So uh, let's just say deck and porch are the same for this context. I would love a big outdoor space where I can enjoy, you know, have maybe a little bit of an awning, uh, have those nice outdoor lights, maybe a small fire pit, just a place to enjoy some time outside. That That's the magic of it. And I would love a bigger one. Living in an apartment, you don't really have too many options. Uh, but uh, I admire the people that put more money and effort into their deck than they do their own home, because those mm. are pretty amazing. Hot tubs mm. inside and all that. Mm -hmm. There's some magic to sort of the outdoor kitchen, the outdoor living room that's covered. Yep. You see some of the fancy Jeez. houses. I love this. This is this is like my heart right here. Is that you have um, like these. These beautiful living rooms outside with a big wood burning fireplace. Make mm -hmm. some pizza. I think that's awesome. Mm. Having a good porch can add value to your home, right? Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. People can live under them. Well, not people, but critters. They can climb right underneath. Why wouldn't you? Covered. It's like a little home for them. You yeah. can find some bugs or maybe a raccoon, depending on where you live, underneath your porch. But a Connecticut family down in the States said they were shocked to discover something much bigger living underneath their porch. A bear. A chunky one, too. It was a walk outside that turned into a crazy encounter about two weeks ago. My dog started growling, and then that's when my girlfriend got, you know, scared and ran to the house. And then I turned my head and saw the bear, and we were staring right at each other. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. A black bear hanging out underneath Vincent Dashikevich's deck. He's massive, yeah. But he's super chill. He's been, he hasn't really done much, like, so far. His family contacted the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. As they said, the first one, uh, the one most common, is to just leave him alone, let him be, as long as he's not, you know, creating disturbance or, you know, bothering anybody. It's a common occurrence here in Connecticut. We get about 15 to 20 calls a year about bears denning under decks and porches. Jason Hawley with DEEP says there are measures you can take in this situation. The most important thing is just to leave it alone, right? So not go over and continuously be looking underneath, kind of stay out of the area, keep your dogs, your kids away from that area. Uh, very good news uh, there at WFSB. That's right. Leave the bear alone. The family dubbed the bear Marty, as you would, and decided to make TikTok and Instagram accounts for the bear when a video uh, his uh, sister shared online went viral. So why not capitalize? Capitalize on the um, on there. Okay. Types of porches. Okay. What do you have? You have like the sunroom. Right. You have the porch. Yeah. Yeah. Then you would have the deck, classic deck. Yes. Classic, um, just, you know, sits on the ground deck. Yeah, or just above the ground. Like the patio would be like the stones on the ground. Mm -hmm. The lanai. 
Gotta have a little eye. What are we missing? Veranda. Ooh, the veranda's nice. The uh, text comes veranda? in. It says, "Who's that?" Veranda. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh, there's a good text. Thank you. I think porches are covered. Decks are not. Who knew? I thought porches were the front. Decks were the back. Yeah. I wish I had a piece of property large enough to have a home with a full wraparound porch and yeah. a widow's walk. What the heck is a widow's walk? Do you know what that is? Why do, why do homes have so many weird things? It's got to be some Victorian era stuff. Widow's, what was it called? Widow's walk? Widow's walk. Widow's walk is... A roof uh, walk. Oh, it's a porch on the roof. Oh, that would be cool. I would just think of it as like my lookout tower or my sentry, you know, like my, you know make it look like a castle yeah yeah there's a um there's a place over in cooper's by me that has a, a widow's walk then why is it called a widow's walk it's got to be because the widow would be like standing at the top waiting for their husband to come home i'm guessing it's got a really yes, it is wives of mariners who would watch their spouses return often as vain as the ocean took their lives see earlier conversation about cruise ships <laughs> <laughs> i made that part up but still you see that's ugh, yeah that's valid huh. um oh neat i had this no cool. idea yeah there's so solariums many are cool too sunrooms solariums patios de bears that's very nice thank you nice throwback to the 90s well done the bears um all right um looking at the thing all right are you okay with Lost and found. The lost and found. You know, I've had, you know, when I was in elementary school, you know, gloves and some little things here and there, I was able to find the lost and found. Uh, if anything gets lost, I usually have to go out and find it myself. Like when I lost my ring in the mud and had to get a metal detector mm. to find it, which I did. Oh, cool. But the thing mm. with the lost and found bin is that it always smells the same. And the smell is, mm. is death. It smells terrible. And it's if distinct. you're glove or your hat or whatever is stuck in there specifically a canadian one because it's always the winter clothing we lose i feel like it gets tainted you know the smell is so bad it's not coming out and so you got to find it quick but the purpose of the lost and found bin you know that's that's good i'm glad we've got a little a little spot for that all right you lose your left mitt and your left mitt your left hand smells forever yes yeah all right uh, Indiana man went to the lost and found bin at a local business this week on the hunt for something that he, uh, that went missing. Uh, and he did not find his dignity or his meth. News Network covers Jefferson County. Madison police arrested a man after he asked a business if they found his meth. Officers say Christian Horton visited an unnamed business on Saturday. He later went back and asked workers if anyone found the drugs. Police were able to identify him off surveillance video. Officers tracked him down the next day and pulled him over. Police arrested him for meth possession. That's from WISH TV. Police arrested Mr. Horton and found meth on him during the process. He must be extremely happy that maybe he got it back from the lost and found. No word on the where the original meth fell, by the way. But give the guy credit for calling and asking. Do you have any meth in your lost yeah. and found? I hope he was just polite about it. Oh, no meth today? Oh, well, thank you so much. Take care. Thank Have a great day. Looking. Okay. You might bye recognize bye. a little baggy. Um, okay, so... Oh, fire escapes. There's another deck. Balcony. That's another one. We didn't include balcony, right? That's what you have. You have a balcony. It, I have... Yes, I have more of a balcony. It can fit a small barbecue and a table and mm -hmm. just enough space for people to vape on, like all of my friends. <laughs> okay earlier comment would you go on um would you go on a cruise a couple of texts that came in said i wouldn't mind on a smaller ship and a shorter cruise whale watching coast of alaska kind of thing there are also knitting cruises to destinations that are famous for wool that's fun hey <laughs> bunch of rocking chairs and knitting while you're sailing across the seas to go shear your sheep <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Uh, yeah. Look at the scarf I made. Not only did I make the scarf, but I spun the wool. There's usually a guy who is a famous knitting teacher or writer. You go to famous landmarks, local restaurants, there are classes on board, so you get to hone your knitting skills. I could deal with that, Cat and Gimli. 
That's a cool idea. That's very similar to your, it's a very different kind of cruise than a rock and roll cruise, but very similar in theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how cool would it be to go on a rock and roll cruise and have Carlos Santana teach you how to play the guitar, right? That'd be all right. Um, Jim from Langley says, my urge to cruise disappeared when we hit rough to water and I had uh, to witness crew members using a floor push broom to squeegee and push vomit into puddles uh, that could be scooped up with an aluminum snow shovel. Yeah, I'm good. How about that? Yep. No, thanks. Uh, That's pretty clear. No need. Um, When you have a cruise... when you cruise, you have a balcony. It's not ocean view. It's ocean front. When on the water, there are no bugs. Oh, that's a good point. And when you visit other ports, you can always come back um, to your bed. Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.